1: In my new book, With Mark Tim, mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be interviewing attorney Jonathan Stemmerman of Armstrong Teasdale. Jonathan, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me.
2: Happy to be here.
1: Awesome. Let's go back in time a little bit. What inspired you to go to law school in the first place?
2: So I've always wanted to, uh, to help people. Uh, I was not the greatest at math and science, so being a, uh, a doctor was kind of out of the question. And so uh, being a lawyer sounded like something that was right up my alley. Uh, I really do enjoy the uh, complex nature
1: of the business and, uh, again, helping people with their, their problems. Awesome. And then how did you arrive on the area of specialization you are in right now?
2: So I, I got to be honest, uh, going into uh, business law, and corporate commercial litigation, which is what I specialize in, was not at the uh, the top of my mind when I was entering law school. However, I, I took a couple classes on, uh, on corporate law, and it seemed really interesting. Uh, and I then applied for a clerkship with the Delaware Supreme Court, which I was lucky enough to get with, uh, with Justice Randy J. Holland. And that really solidified my uh, my love for, uh, for corporate
1: and uh, commercial law. Who is an ideal client
2: for you now? So the ideal client for me is somebody that has a problem with their business, uh, be it uh, an issue, with a, uh, a partner in the business or, or shareholders or an issue with, uh, with another company or person related to the business that is, is seeking advice or uh, has, has been sued and needs help uh, to, uh, to get out of whatever situation it is that they're in and get to a successful resolution of that, that problem.
1: What are some of the biggest mistakes those companies, those businesses are making that you're seeing happen? It just, you know, makes you slap your head against the wall, bang your head and, and go, man, if only they knew. Yeah.
2: So the business, the biggest mistake that I see all the time in my practice, and one of the key areas of my practice is something called business divorce, where you have the, the owners of the company no longer wanting to do business with each other and wanting to split apart much like a, a marriage would split, uh, which is why they call it a business divorce. And one of the biggest things that I see is that at the outset of the relationship, they didn't have the foresight to uh, kind of envision an out uh, for them when they reach a, a disagreement. The biggest cases I see it like this are in 50-50 uh, partnerships, LLCs, that type of thing. Uh, companies where all of a sudden they reach a deadlock and they're kind of stuck. Uh, and they either didn't see the issue at the the outset, didn't see that there was going to be some sort of disagreement, or they said, well, we we just figured we would get to that later. And the thing that I always tell people is that, you know, when you're starting a business, you know, that's kind of, you know, the honeymoon period, that, that kumbaya time. And if, if you can't, reach a resolution on an issue right at the beginning. When that issue really becomes a, a dividing issue, you're not going to reach a resolution. Un- unfortunately, that's that's when I get called in to, uh,
1: to have to try
2: to resolve that.
1: So what's the, we didn't have a business prenup. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, it's, you. you didn't necessarily have a,
2: proper prenup. So with an LLC, you're going to have an operating agreement most of the time. With corporations, you're going to have your bylaws. And, you know, LLCs are much more flexible than corporations are. Same thing with partnerships. Uh, You can put provisions in there for for issues that you're going to have once, uh, or, you know, for resolutions of of issues that you're going to have. The biggest one, like I said, is when somebody wants to exit the, the company uh, oftentimes, there's not a, a buy sell provision in the agreement, or or something else that can kind of trigger an exit.
1: That that makes a lot of sense. Without revealing any names, obviously your client identities are confidential. What's the craziest thing you've ever seen? <laughs> so, well, the
2: craziest thing I've ever seen it actually wasn't a client of mine, uh, but it was when I was clerking for the Delaware Supreme Court, and there was a merger of sorts of JV between uh, Exxon Mobil and the Saudi basic oil company, which was the national oil company of Saudi Arabia. And when they were putting the JV together, they they did what most people do when they're uh, negotiating terms, they came to a compromise. And one of the compromises they came to was that uh, the agreement would be governed by Saudi law. But any dispute under that agreement would be heard in Delaware. So you have this, this American court, right, this Delaware court deciding issues of Saudi law, which as great as the Delaware courts are, they're not very well equipped to handle that. And so what, what do the companies do? Obviously, they, they hire experts. And as is often the case, You've got one expert saying, you know, Saudi law says this, and then you've got another expert saying, no, it says the opposite, and then it's kind of left to the court to de- to decide that. And so, to me, and the the issue was was one uh, where where several several billion dollars were at stake. So to me, that's that's probably the craziest thing that I saw. Um, but from clients that that I've had, the 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 craziest thing that that I've seen honestly is, is when people don't read what what they've signed. Uh, it, it always gets me when, when somebody's pledging security for a loan or something like that and they haven't read the agreement and they think it says something when in fact it, it it says something completely different.
1: Absolutely. So what are some of the you mentioned obviously the business divorces. What are some of the elements that need to go into you know that business prenup to make it less painful on the way out. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, so the, the biggest
2: thing is to have a provision in there for when somebody wants out or, you know, conversely, when you want to, to get somebody out. And, you know, typically those, those are going to be something akin to uh, to a buy-sell provision uh, that's going to compensate somebody for their, uh, their share of the business. And there's, there's all sorts of different ways you can do uh, a buy sell provision. I've seen it based in multiples of EBITDA. I've seen it based on, of I, I've seen it based on a, appraisal by a, by a neutral uh, appraiser, uh, and then I, I've seen all sorts of other like various complex ways of, of figuring out how to uh, how to get somebody what their their pro rata share of the business is.
1: That makes a lot of sense. With with all the success you've had over your career, what what's your biggest challenge now? So.
2: Biggest challenge is actually there's there's a couple big challenges. The first one is really just finding enough time in the day to get everything done that needs to get done, while also you know trying to uh, to have a uh, a family life as well. Uh, That can get very difficult, especially uh, in Delaware litigation where a lot of it's expedited. Um, The other Biggest challenge that I have and that I see is is, um, kind of it's not so much setting the expectations for the client, but getting the the client to understand uh, that there's only so much that that you can do as an attorney. Uh, Oftentimes, you know, as a business attorney, we're dealing with uh, you know matters that are based on contracts. So we're kind of limited to what the contract allows us to do.
1: Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? Uh,
2: so the thing I like best about it is the same reason why I got into it, which is which is helping people and helping people with complex problems. I really do enjoy the uh, intellectual challenge of a lot of this. Generally, the reason why somebody comes to a lawyer is because there isn't a simple answer to the to the problem, and so uh, being able to to help somebody reach a, a resolution to a complex issue is, is
1: something that, that you know, gives me joy and is, is the reason why I stay in this. Awesome. How are clients? How are those business owners finding you?
2: So, you know, there's there's a couple of different ways. Um, one of one of the the biggest ones is uh, you know through word of mouth or referrals from other attorneys. The other way, you know, is is, is on the web, um, doing a search for uh, for business divorce attorneys or kind of seeing uh, my name in print or from cases that have been published. Uh that's, that's typically how uh, how the clients reach me.
1: Uh, that makes a lot of sense. And for we, your full disclaimer, we should have given at the beginning, we aren't giving any legal advice on this podcast. Um, make sure to seek appropriate counsel where you are licensed. Jonathan, for folks watching and listening who want to learn more, where is the best place for them to go to learn more about you? Okay. So the best, the best place to do that would probably be my uh, Armstrong Teasdale bio. You
2: can uh, search for my name, Jonathan Stemmerman, last name is S-T-E-M-E-R-M-A-N. And you can go to armstrongteasdale.com. You can also, you know, when you're Googling my name, my LinkedIn profile will will pop
1: up as well. All right. Well, we will send everybody there. Jonathan, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service?